Yes, bro. Oh, wait. <laughs> you know. Oh, no, no. no oh, oh, <laughs> always start. Always starts off with a lot. Wait, you got Corona, dude. I got Corona, my foot. Like you coughing. Like you coughing. Get off the podcast yeah. with your cough, man. You give me no Corona. Corona can't touch me, man. <laughs> I am, I am, um, I am cow foot. Um, You're cow foot? I am cow foot and chicken foot. So Corona can't touch me. Oh, is that what you're eating? Okay, yeah. Nah, what hell? I mean, like, the old them, them Jamaicans talking about what they eat and how no, no virus can touch them because they yams, yeah. all kinds of weird concoctions. They're worse than the Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> no, man's are blaming Chinese. <laughs> them man's yam monkey foot, bloody cow foot, chicken foot, bloody hell, chicken back. Yeah, man, I can't, my team's not working. But... I can't, I can't see nothing yet. I can't view with it. Yo, yo. I can't see nothing. I got this camera. You know, wait, wait what am I looking for? I'm looking so, for something. So, have we got a guest today? No, 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 no. Actually, well, I don't, no. no, I don't think so. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Will you buy me a Mercedes Benz? But what I do want to play, because obviously this ties me to that topic. Oh, wait, Andrew's coming on. Yes, yes. What is that topic? Cultural appropriation, cultural appro- uh, cultural appropriation. appropriation. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna play something first. Yo, Andrew, what are you saying, man? What are you saying, bro? Always, Yo, always Andrew, a pleasure. I do, man. Always a I'm pleasure. Good, you know. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How you I'm, doing? I'm, su- I'm good, man. I'm surprised you're smiling, though. Yeah, you're not saying. You know what it is? It's because he's wearing the topic. Reminding me, I actually watched them. Um, I watched it on. <laughs> YouTube, and one guy was just all, for, for the last twenty minutes of the game. All he was doing was effing and blinding about Arsenal. Yeah, that was and, Arsenal um, TV, isn't it? Yeah, mate. I, I've got to be honest. It's like these. these I, what, I know it's not a football show, but let, let's talk about this for a minute. Okay. Why do? Why is it that there's an almost arrogance about people are arrogant about their teams? Aren't they? Like, yeah, we should beat the likes of. We should yeah. almost like these other teams should just turn up and say, oh, your name is, uh, therefore we're going to play at half speed today and not put any, not, not put any effort in. Yeah. And um, this guy was, this guy was losing his mind yesterday, mate. He was like, effing and blinding and effing <laughs> and blinding and he had his hands in his hair, his head in his hand. And he was, mate, I thought his wife had left in the way he's carrying on. <laughs> in fact, I think if his wife left him, he wouldn't have even carried on that way. It, it wouldn't be as Seriously? bad as it. Before you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I was gutted because Villa lost. We got we got done out of the penalty by VAR. VAR doesn't like Villa. I think yeah. it's because it begins with a V. Villa, VAR, VAR, yeah. Villa. Yeah, you know, what I mean, don't like us. But Should um, play hey, I ain't though. gonna. Uh, you know, there's there's a time. I'll be honest. When I was young, my weekend, my Saturday night, 
Mm. But mate, I'm not making it weird. Not mate. It's just, it's just a pigskin. If them, if put it this way, right? If every time them guys won, I got paid, then I'd be crying. <laughs> can I take? Can I just put him there? No. <laughs> I think the reason why people react the way they react towards their team, and they can't, they can't really like look at the processes where their teams are at, is because I've got like things going on at home. There's things going on at home. There's things going on at light in life, and football is the only release to take it out on. Yeah, yeah. So you're back. You so you're backing on, you know, your team winning to give you that little mental stability. Give you that little lift. Yeah, but, is, and, but isn't that part? Isn't that a wider? Isn't that a wider problem then? The fact that, you know, thousands of men across the country can't for on a Saturday that that Saturday will determine how they function for the rest of Sunday and, and up until the next Saturday. <laughs> I feel sorry for the guy's wife, mate, because if he's that Nigel, on TV. <laughs> Nigel, I'm, Nigel, I'm actually a football coach and I got a football team. And when we lose, yeah, the missus gets it. The kids get it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, you know what I mean? I, I, I mate, you know what I mean? I, I I I miss playing myself because of the passion, kicking that pigskin around. You can't beat it. But um, yeah, man, this, this guy was like. But I think it's more. Teams aren't going to just turn up and roll over now. It's the same when Liverpool supporters talk about Liverpool. Ah, we shouldn't have lost to them, you know, because you know it's not the Liverpool way. I used to hate Stephen Gerrard's interviews because every time he spoke was like, "How dare this team come here and try and play against us and beat us?" You know what I mean? Because it's like. No, man, this is the Premiership. It's the best t- best league in the world. Everyone's there to get beat up, <laughs> including my team, man. So, yeah, but it's, even, it's even worse now that the fans are not there. Uh, you know, because when the fans were there, you get the lift. Arteta's from the... lucky. Arteta's lucky they ain't there. Yeah, but listen, he's lucky they ain't there, man, because he'd be getting it about now. Seriously, be getting it, man. Do you, do, 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 about, do you think... Lost about, he's lost about 80% of the fans already, bro. Do, do do you think that if the fans were in the stadium, the results would be different? Yeah, so I asked, asked that question. At home, yeah. Because 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 we've lost twice at home in a row. Um, we seem to play better away from home. But at home, we've lost against Villa... And then we just got bossed by by wolves. So well, we we we've lost three at home as well. It is uh, it, Villa. <laughs> talking yeah, about Villa. Yeah, yeah. Listen here, you boy. Don't 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 say our team's name and then laugh afterwards. You just say that. And talking about Villa, man. You know, yeah, you're listen, Arsenal. Man. You're quite Mate, we're, Arsenal. We're, 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 hey, we're hiving you at the moment. So chill your beans. Anyway, boys. Um, anyway, boys. <laughs> um, you're lucky you got me on. It's actually my anniversary with my missus today. So. You know, she's effing and blinding about this podcast, but I say, you know what? We've got to represent, man. So, yeah. How long, how long, how long have you been married, man? No, nah, it's not been, been together with a year now. That oh, first okay. year. It's the first yeah, year, that... and, and you're on a podcast. Mate, you deserve to get cussed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you whining, you know. whining. Where's the candles, man? I ain't no candles burning. Oh, my you know God. I'm, I'm going to stick up for Andrea. I appreciate having him here. I appreciate that you took the time out to help yeah, us, like, bro. I'm sorry. That was a year in. I, I know I know better, man. I'm older than you, though, so I've been there and done, I've, I've made those mistakes, brother. Hey, I'm the same as you, not Andrew, man. I'll, probably, I'll be celebrating my wedding anniversary and I'll be like, sack this. I'm going out with the boys. Sack this. I'm going out with the boys. Oh, <laughs> Getting married is different. Your first wedding anniversary is different. 
Yeah, yeah, I think I don't true. know. Who's who's house are you at, mate? Your house or her house? We live together. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So you're, say... cooking, you're, you're you're cooking after this, then I take it. <laughs> <laughs> Already, mate. What? Yeah. I know you invite me over no food, lad. Why this guy terrible? You know when? Where you find him? <laughs> I don't know, man. I cook. Anyway, no, no, I cook. You know, me cook. Yeah. No, I know, man. I'm, I, you know something? That's what I'm saying. Like, we never invite me around or said, mate, this taxi, you know, you never heard of Uber. <laughs> Uber Eats. Send Actually, it you along. Know saying that, Send saying that, um, Andrew, you know, before we go into this, do you remember that story you was going to tell last week? Uh, two weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah. Remember it? Yeah. Yeah, I remember it very, you know, very clearly, man. I remember that, you know, um, I grew up in a white area. Spevic was white at that time. Yeah. Uh, went to a school that was virtually all white. I was like the only black person in the class. And I didn't really, because of my childhood and me growing up, my mum weren't really, um, how could I put it? She weren't really connected to, you know, building me up as a man. And Mm -hmm. my dad weren't around. um, And there was a lot of trauma going on. So for me personally, not being, you know, not being given the um, the um, ammunition to be proud to be who you are in your own skin had a major um, effect on me growing up. Yeah. Like, for instance, um, I hanged about with a group of white friends mm-hmm. and um, they knew who I was, but I didn't know who I was. I thought I was one of them, but I weren't one of them because of the way they treated me. Do you mm-hmm. get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And it was like so everywhere. Andrew, 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 how old are you, man? Sorry to ask how old you are, but how old are you? How, how old? 39. Smithwick, did you go up where it was all white? Oh, Smithwick, yeah. Um, listen, the, you got you got different parts. You got, you got Wimmer Lane, which is predominantly black. And then yeah. you got Concrete Jungle, which is predominantly yeah. black as well. Um, yeah. I, I, When I was living with my nan, um, my great grandmother, shall I say, I grew up on concrete, concrete jungle, but then she left concrete jungle and went into the middle of Smevic, um, by you know where Pinnock uh, Road Police Station is. You know where that is, Pinnock uh, Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, used live, I used to live around the corner from there, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you have the, you have this a big massive estate uh, opposite Pinnock Road. But my nan, my great grand lived on that estate, and I grew up on that estate. But I live when I lived my mum when I was about say seven plus. I moved deeper into Smevic, you get what I'm trying to say, towards so, that so, road. So, what, so what, what, what school did you go to then? Um, you ever heard of a school called Uplands? Uplands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uplands. yeah, yeah, I went there. That's where I went. Okay, because, man, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised, actually, because, like, Smevic's always been full of colour when I've been there. I mean, I'm yeah, did it, man. Didn't the Labour yes, guy man. say, if you want to end working as a name, bar, No, that was, conserva- that was conservative, that was you said yeah. that. It was definitely racist yeah, back then. E- e- Enoch, Enoch Powell um, went there. I think Malcolm X even went to Smevic in the yeah. 60s. Smevic was a war zone for black people, but they made, a stand, they made a stand and um, the rest of they say is history, man. But yeah, yeah, man, but Andrew, so yeah. I, I, go from my, I can only go from my history and what I walked in. I can't go for your history or anyone else's. I can only go from what I walked in, what I walked yeah, into. You know what I mean, and for me personally, you know, I never really, there weren't really no black people around me. There was, um, obviously I had family that lived in the area, um, 
but and then there was the the leads that would lived further up from from me. That, that there was a black family as well, big family, but there was further up that way. You get what I'm trying to say, and it was just like it was weird. It was just weird. It was just weird. Like if you was a black man, yeah, and you had balls of steel, yeah, you'd be worshipped around there. You know, I remember. Um, there was a black guy called Derek Johnson, man. I know, actually know his, you know, his kids and so on and so forth. And Derek, yeah. Derek used to roll with the white man, but Derek was a knocker. Derek would knock out them, Ross. Yeah. <laughs> and they worship Derek. They still do tell this day. They worship Derek. You know Derek Johnson? He's my mate. He is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that old badge of honour. <laughs> Seriously, bruv. That, that was it. Well, if you was a, if you was if you didn't really know who you were as a person, or you didn't really have any identity, or you didn't know what your identity was, you was easily picked on, and that was me. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm sure there's a lot of black people out there that that have that kind of story that when they was growing up, they didn't know who they were as a man, who yeah. they were a black man, as a black boy, they didn't know who they were, and they kind of tried to get acceptance from the the, the, the white race, and the white race say, yeah, you come in here with your little self like that. Oh, yeah. no ego. Oh, yeah, a bit of a softy. Oh, we'll take the piss out of you. Mm. You know what I'm trying to say? So that that's what it was. But, you know, when you're going to a man, it's a different thing then because you understand who you are as a black man. You understand mm. the history. You understand the, the segregation, the slavery, the history, the mm. persecution. You understand all these things then. And then, you know, you come to your own and, and then, you, then, then you've got the balls and still, you know what I mean? But being a child... It's always important for parents to, you know, install into their kids who they are as a black yeah. woman or as a black man. And that's one, one thing that I do to my daughter all the time. My yeah. daughter, so I always say to them, yeah, you are different. You are special. Yeah. You understand me? Nobody tell you that you're not. You're a jewel of God. You get what I'm trying to say? And you have to kind of speak into their life and speak into their life and make them know who they are. And make them know history as well. Always talk to them, mm. tell them stories and things like that. Make them know who they are because that is the key to their success. They need to know that they're not up there, that they're down here, that they need to strive to get up to there. But really, you're up there, but they've mm. put you down here. You yeah. know what I'm trying to say? It's really important that we do that as parents. Um, mm. And it's a never-ending um, encouragement that you have to give to your children. Yeah, sure, man. Sure, sure. I see that because remember we spoke about this last week about um how, uh, the whole topic was like how you said that you felt like you was white when you was young and I said yeah I felt like that too and I spoke to several people since then yeah uh, yeah no, actually no I was just the only person who said he's never felt like he was white but I don't know see the jury's still out on that one still but um no I don't even try listen right I keep telling <laughs> you about generalize <laughs> I keep telling you right don't generalize me. Don't put me in a box. You know what? Don't put me in a box. But then again, saying that, um, I do know that, like, for example, I'm not sure. Do Indian people ever feel like they want to be white, do you think? Or, or Chinese no. people? Hell no. Because yeah, they're, they're built up in the right. culture, innit? When it comes When it comes to follow fashion, I remember watching a show, it's about um, Indian, the Indian culture, and, and it showed these Indian girls and they spoke disparagingly about black people, which I didn't like mm-hmm. anyway. But yeah. their, whole, their, their, their whole industry is geared up on white. How can a white girl from Liverpool go to India and be a Bollywood star? No. Easy, because that as well, that's another thing as well. I, I, I want to, I I you know, kind of link in with you there as well. They love, yeah, a light-skinned Asian girl. India, man, love it. 
white, white better. The light skinned Asian girls, the light skin. I know that. You got something in you or something else in you? It's actually based. It's actually based on an old um, history where colonialism. If you were dark skinned. Of course, yeah, it is. Worked, it's it is. worked outside. The whole, um, as I said, how can, you know, yes, Indians most certainly, I would think some of them, like some black people, like some white people who want to be black. You know, you've had had cases of people who have lied throughout their careers. Women who have said, yeah, I'm black. And then it's been found out that they ain't black. So, Mm. you know, it's, it's, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, fair, you know, if that's how you guys felt, that's how you guys felt. I can't change that. But I know me myself. I've always been proud of my melanin. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm I've sure if you, if you, if you did some. Color. I'm sure you did. I'm sure if you did some soul search, you would have found the time when you was like, yeah. Yo, I'm, you know, we're never gonna go on this again. Carry on, well, Andrew. But um, what you have to understand, yeah, is that you know you've probably had help from your parents in discovering your identity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where there's people out there that you know their parents are probably going through certain things and. You know, I mean, Nigel, you know, he's, he's always the case with Afro-Caribbean people with, you know, relationships and this, that and the other. Maybe, you know, parents haven't got the time to let their children know who they are because they're still trying to find out who they are. Yeah, and that was definitely the case in my family. Definitely, definitely the case in mine. And, you know, you know that this, this, this needs to come first. Otherwise, your child will, will, will be out there trying to strive for things that don't concern them where it should be home first, where they strive for. Yeah. Even before school, yeah, should we say. That's true. That's, that's what I try and do to instill in my daughters as well, because I know they're like, I see my daughter, it's happening with her at the moment. She really wants to, she, she um, and this is what we're going to talk about today. She associates at least more with her white side, although I can see that she's already getting, she's been prosecuted because she's black. And I'm like. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. That in, Especially with I little feel, kids. I feel it for you in Germany yeah. because. Germany. Yeah, Germany's worse. And I live yeah. in a, I live in an area, trust me. Yo, I live in the ends. Man. Yeah, yeah, I live in. I would, I would always say, yeah, you know, one of the blessings that I've, I've had, yeah, is that, you know, my daughter's come back into my life now for the past, like, nine months. She's like 10 years old now. Um, her mom's mixed race. Uh, I'm black, so she's like three quarters black. So she's a black girl, basically. Yeah. You know, one hundred and ten percent. And one of the blessings that I've been able to do over this lockdown is like um, take her to um, another play scheme. She no- she normally would go to a play scheme down by Wally, where there'd been pure white people. Mm. But you know, this shit, the last you know six weeks holidays and you know half term that just came about uh, about say three four weeks ago. Um, she's been at that play scheme with black people and it's been good because she's been able to express herself to know herself you get what I'm trying to say and to know that she's a black girl you know what I mean and that you know that you're different from you know white people because white people are going to look at you differently now if white people didn't look at black people so differently and didn't you know they weren't the way they were then it would be it'd be it'd be different you still there What you done, Wayne? What you done, Wayne? No, you still there? I'm still here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll just come. 
he's trying to he's trying he's trying to do some kind of screen sharing, but yeah. Just... So yeah, what? So what's your thoughts? You could have at least you could have at least warned us, mate. <laughs> so what's your thoughts on that, Nigel? Yeah, you know something, man. You got to... look, man. we're in right now um, is designed to uh, lead people not guide them but lead them so they follow fashion if they're young they follow fashion if they don't follow fashion then their peer group tell them say that there's something wrong with them um, I think your daughter having a chance to play with other kids of other you know of, of different colours is, is good because you know there's, there's certain kids in this country you will never experience a black person in all of their life or until they go to university so you know and it is, it is about that understanding black people my, are different you know black my, people uh, are different we're, we're, we're more energetic we've got more energy we're more boisterous we are more extrovert we've just got this whole DNA which is when you see a black guy who's not like who's not loud you, you normally say what's wrong with him <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Because we banter, we laugh. That, that is us. That's you, though. That's you, Nigel. That's you, Nigel. Yeah, but that's okay. When you're sat in a room with your friends, do you sit there quiet and go, or do you banter and laugh and joke and that with, I think, with your? I think everybody. But I think you're extra. Though. I think nah. you're, I think you'll be the loudest person in the room. Have, 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 have you met my sister? Have you met my sister, Vanessa? <laughs> We're all loud, no. though, any kind of. We're all kind of loud still. That's what I'm saying, man. Wait, how come you're upside down? Then again. Oh, that's the same. Yeah, what's going on? What's Yo. Yeah, I had to, my, my computer actually just locked me off, man. Can you see me? Sorry, man. My computer locked me off, man. Uh, you just throw, you gave me the blue screen of death. Actually, I can show you. Hold on, look at this. The blue screen of death. So I've had to um, go onto my backup device. And uh, I actually wanted to show you guys something, but now my computer's locked up, man. I'm going to have to uh, try oh, and get you, onto it. You tried, to, you tried to do a screen share, didn't you? Yeah, I wanted to show you guys something, but then the computer just locked off, man. I told you about these technical gremlins, man. You're supposed to set all this up first before you even I did start. set it up. I did set it up, but the thing is, um, if my computer decides, nah, this moment I ain't having it, then that's just my computer. Yeah, man. that's yeah. Is your, is, your, is, your computer, is your computer been turned off today? Nah, nah actually, it hasn't been turned off for a while still. Yeah, yeah, you've, yammed that, you've yammed that all that's the way, mate. That's what you've done. That's fine. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. Wait, what? Explain it to us. I wanted to talk about cultural appropriation. Um, okay. I actually had all my notes up on the screen. Um, so basically, cultural appropriation is um, like, for example, you got um, a black person, sorry, a white person who tries to adopt uh, black people's culture, you know, pass it off as their own. Also oh, yeah. known as like culture vultures, pretty much the same thing where like they'd get like uh, people doing like, um, like white people doing black music, for example. What's black know. music? Well, that's what I said, and that's what I was saying. Like, no, just like what's black music? But I'm like, okay, you go and go back 400 years and go and <laughs> play. Okay, just play, guys. No, man, no, 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 no. Let me start with the 400 can, can, years. Can I? Can, can, okay, I don't have to go that far. Let me let, let me say let me say something here. 
I'll give you some edu- education now. What happened was a long time ago we had um like white people white people know waltzes, you know their, their classical music and this stuff. Black people introduced white people to the drums. White people weren't playing the drums before black they met black people. Black people were always known for their drums and the rhythm. And okay, forget this whole dances in our blood. Because let's not forget white people are kinda in a sense Africans too, but for some reason they detach themselves from us. So they forgot all their heritage. So I guess today there's that modern term, cultural appropriation, where you got obviously you got white people or even Asian people, you've seen Asian people, you've seen them, man, walking down the street, uh, Indians, or even like if you look at Hey, the, like thing, the thing is, right, if you go to any part of the world, so we went to Bali for our uh, honeymoon and uh, um, we went on one of these fishing trips and the guy put on his music and his heavy beat comes on. I'm like, bro, this tune's heavy, man. When the guy starts <laughs> rapping in Balinese, now, no, you know, for me, it's like, well, rapping is, is that black music um the beat itself was more hip-hop than anything else yeah i think i think music transcends it now man i, I, I can't i think if you were talking like back in the um the 50s maybe where there was a clear definitive line and you're right there's been a lot of crossover a lot of music that black people dancing everything else has crossed over because people have thought wow that's great man we want to incorporate that but uh, yeah, but I think, mu- I think music tran- transcends. Music transcends. it. Alvis did. Alvis did it. Alvis yeah, did, did it. Alvis was the first man to do it. He was the first man to do it. He probably weren't, but the thing is, for every Elvis, there's there's a thousand, ten thousand artists who never made it big. Who, you know, what I mean, did the thing stuff. is. There's a lot of classic cases where there was a like, for example, I think it was someone like Alvis or something. There was a black woman, really, um, I can't remember her name. Uh, famous like jazz player not jazz blues player uh, and uh, obviously these guys took all the music I don't know it could have been Alvis are we talking facts here though or are you just kind of just no this is facts man these are facts these are facts are you trying are you trying to find as soon as my computers as soon as my computer comes up as soon as the um, the recording uh, comes up I'm gonna um, well, I think I, I, I mean I suppose okay so so what, what okay go back to the question so what, what is it you said now what, what about misappropriate misappropriation so basically, it's like, for example, someone taking a black, like blues, someone taking blues music and saying, okay, like I remember one guy, actually, not even going to start with blues, I'm going to talk hip hop. I remember seeing one guy in Germany and he was telling me that hip hop was invented in Germany. I was like, hold on a second. Um, no. So then I'm wondering who came and gave this guy the idea that hip hop was even created in a place like Germany. You know what I mean? I'm not credit or credit or respect with you. Um, Germans can make good hip hop music, all due respect, but they did not start it. You know what I mean? Actually, hip hop. Dif- yeah, I, I suppose. I suppose. I, I suppose. I, I suppose. In twenty twenty, when we're going through COVID and everything else, is like, and I'm going to be really just like cynical here and say, so what? Music's about music's about money. Whether it sounds black, sounds Indian, sounds Chinese, you know, you've had. Black artists who've taken um, Bangra beats and, and made music and made money. You've had Bangra um, Indian artists take ragga beats and made money. It's like yeah, but are we the we're not the main benefactors? Like, look for example, there was a little I remember no, that. No, no, no. Well, well, the thing is though, we are. It's just that me and you aren't. But who's Jay Z? 
Who's Puff Daddy? Yeah, but, yeah, but look, know, this is what I'm saying. And this is what I'm alluding to. Look, today, remember, you had Jay-Z, you had, like, Wu-Tang Clan, you have all these big have. guys. No, but right now, who's who's dominating all the, like, for example, you got, like, um, American, like, white American rappers, all the guys who make soul now, white American, Adele. What do you think Adele did? Adele's a classic case. Ed Sheeran, these are classic people who used to, who've but taken but, 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 black but, music. What you got to remember is they, 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 Okay, it's like you growing up in a house where all you hear every day is classical music and then you decide to compose classical music. Your environment mm-hmm. dictates what you bring. The fact that she was culturally enhanced by hearing different music, which has allowed her to bring her style to an audience of millions. How many people have listened to Adele who thought, oh, let me go listen to some Rihanna now because I quite like that beat, you know. None? <laughs> None? Shall I tell you why? Because I can guarantee you, look, what I'm saying, why, why I think this is dangerous. Like, yeah, but listen, why I think this is dangerous, because I feel like in 20 to 30 years, you're no longer have the black people getting the chances. They'll just say, why get a black person when we can have a white person? And even hey. though, look, if you look at something like, if you look at oh, something like mate. X Factor, Jesus if you look at something like X Factor, oh, yeah. X Factor or... Um, <laughs> these um these shows you see hey, look okay okay what happens in the in the African country when they have X Factor? I'm not talking about African country. I'm talking about Europe. No, 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 no. <laughs> and even in Africa, even in Africa, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure that in Africa, at some point. Yep. I need to counterpunch you. I need to okay. counter. Right. I'm gonna look about what's going on in England right about now. Right and how the music scene has moved in England, yeah? Back yeah. in the day, we had um, Jungle. Remember when Jungle first came out? Yeah? Yeah. yeah it, oh, man. And then you had drum and bass, and then it moved on to Garage, and then we had Garage, mm. and then it moved on to Funky House. Then from Funky House, yeah, it went to Bassline, and then from mm. Bassline, it went to... back to, like, a Funky House kind of thing. And yeah. now, the funky house, we now have the Afro beats and the Afro things coming on. Listen, I'm yeah. telling you right now, yeah, music has gone back, black music has gone back to the roots and you can't yeah. recreate because there's something in us that we know about rhythm, we know about bass, we know about singing. We, we, we got it all. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Afro so beats, man. so you, t- you turning around and saying that, oh, you know, there's going to be a time when they're going to, they're going to steal our ideas, and there's no, no, nah, nah, not at all, because what music, it? music, no, 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 music is universal. It's universal. Mm-hmm. You know I'm what I mean? Saying it transcends, man. All that now. Every human being has got the gift. If you love music, yeah, and you love it to to the to the max, you can make music your music, and it's not about mm-hmm. race. It's about the individual. Exactly, Wayne. I know within your your catalogue of tunes that you've made, there'll be tunes in there that if you didn't put your name to it, someone could say, "Oh, that sounds like a a, a white tune or a pop tune." Okay. Is, is that, are you are you misappropriating culture to do that? No, 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 no. I'm saying that every artist. No, I'm yeah. about Wayne. I'm on about Wayne because he's got about two thousand tunes that he's made himself. So I know within those two thousand tunes, there's going to be one or two tunes that you could say, "Oh, is this brass?" Or, or wham. <laughs> hey, well, good yeah, in the- again, you know. Oh, there is. I'm there, I'm there, I'm there. Or wham. You know what I mean? It's like... They were good in this time. In the day, it's not about race. It's about the individual. But you get the influence from your culture. 
music gets. I'll tell you what, music. But like, look, look, let me explain. You can, can hang your hat you... on music and say, leave music out of it because music transcends, mate. You can, maybe. music can change a room, music can change the mood, it can change a bloody nation. Look at what Bob yeah, Marley used to do when he used to go around the world and play. People, used to, people who probably hated black people used to swear and everything's gonna be all right. Music's too powerful to be I, I, owned him. by anybody. They loved him. They love Bob Marley. He brought yeah. people to this day. Let's to this day. get together and feel all right. What is it? But, what one love. Well, what I want to add, come what on. I want to add is, what I want to add is, what's what's your argument for rock and roll then, which started off as a black gene, a uh, black music genre, and then ended up with just white eyes. But but, but you don't gonna care. Say, but, I don't, I don't, I don't listen to rock and roll. Back then, yeah, but back then, back then, <laughs> there was a big divide. You understand mm. me? They would steal things because they they controlled the airwaves. You know, they controlled the radios. Do you understand me? Just like they do now. Yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? But at the end of the day, thank God for, you know, man like Ray Charles, uh, man like women, women like Tina Turner, Aretha Franklin, mm-hmm. all them artists there that own their music. They own their music and they came through. They paved the way. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't care what anyone says. You know, back in the day, white people loved Ray Charles. They loved him. Yeah. Sure, they sure. love. They love. But, like, but like I said, what 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 stops them from saying, okay, you know what? And obviously, I'm just playing devil advocate now. What stops them from saying, okay, we can find a white equivalent to Ray Charles, and then we don't have to give Ray Ch- another Ray Charles? They did, they, they did anyway, didn't they? That, that's what they was trying to do. Right? That's what they've been doing anyway. They always tried to find the equivalent. Nah. But what 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 God bless for money, what, the audience. But what God bless, no man can't curse. It's simple as that. <laughs> Okay, like I said, to me, what I think is um, a difficult thing is that um, obviously when they do it, they don't pass on the credit. And the thing is, we're lucky. We're lucky to have people who are still alive to, who can attest. To, yeah, that was actually started by a black person. Because if it wasn't for that, like they've done, they've been um, smashing up our history for years and taking it away and deleting it. Um, I'm thinking, and that's why I say in 30 years' time, it will be easy for them just to say, actually, there was no black people who did that, man. It was somebody else. When you can say that all you want, they've been trying to do that from day dots, and all mm-hmm. that's done is include us even more. You understand what I'm trying to say? You 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 look at what you okay. For instance, yeah, a lot of white people are kicking off now because there's a lot of black people on TV. They don't like it. You know, there's yeah. a lot of black. So I heard about the Sainsbury advert the other day that was kicking off about the Christmas Sainsbury advert because it was a black family. You know what I'm trying to yeah. say? So so what you have to understand right now, yeah, is that things are changing. You, we can't mm. think that things are the way they were 20, 30 years ago because they're not. You understand yeah. me? There's a, there's a lot of black personalities out there. You look at Lewis Hamilton, you know, being the number one F, F1 driver ever. That's a big, massive statement. Do they like it? No. But does he have a voice? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you understand me? So there's a minority that don't like it, but a majority are accepting the way we are, are accepting us as a people. And that's where we need to be thinking right about now and not be thinking negative. I don't know what it's like in Germany. I know Germany's, you know, backwards. But over here, <laughs> over here... Yeah, in the UK, yeah. I think we have different... We have, we have different um, like, I would say, Germany and England. I think um, England, which is fortunate, actually, I want to say that, is um, 
someone wrote actually it was the guy we had on the, remember the um who was that guy we had on the um podcast with like, the business guy who taught you how to do stuff, Nigel. What was his name again? Nigel? No, I'm here, man. Which guy? What was the, what, what, that, um, the, the one who looks like me? You said he looks like me. Oh, Sam Day. Yeah, he was. He wrote a post about being pulled over by the cops because he just brought a new car. I don't yeah, know if you saw yeah. that post. That's something that doesn't really happen in Germany because this stigmata about the black people being the bad people never really made its way to Germany. So me, I could, I've got a pretty, fairly new car, but the, the police you don't even think twice about. And you know why? You know why? You know why? Let me tell you why. Yeah. Because there was never, because you have to understand, let's go back, yeah? Let's go back, ooh, 40 years. Let's go back 40, 50 years ago when you had Windrush and all the black people came over here to help build back up the country, yeah? yeah. All the black people came over here to help, you know, establish and sanitise and so not even sanitise and all that, but build back up the country. Let's, let's put it there, yeah? They then had kids... And then there was other kids and, you know, you had second generation, third generation, fourth generation. And there was a lot of racism going on at that time because there was a, there was a lot of black people over England. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So yeah. there, was, there was racial fights and all them kind of things were going on. And then, you, then you know, you move forward on, you know, about, say, 20 years ago where you had all gangs in different postcodes, you know, man fighting, man, this, that, and the other. So... If you look about, you know, how we've come along, it's not been really positive, has it? Because of yeah. all the things that's overcome. But in Germany, they ain't never been near that. Yeah. I mean, the only time you see a black per person in Germany is if he was, you know, a successful man or if he was a footballer or something like that. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just have to stop you there. Right. So basically. I'm assuming I'm assuming you've been to Germany, um, right? So in terms of racism, Germany has always had problems with racism. Their black people are the Turks, the Turkish. Uh, the Turkish are the ones who predominantly lived in the slums, the ghettos, everything else. They're the ones who get it from the police because for some reason, um, well, Germany had a relationship with Turkey. Obviously, they used to go Ottoman Empire and all that. After the there, war, after they, the war. Blah, blah. The reason that the UK had Windrush is because the UK, England, basically, Jamaica was part of the Commonwealth and was part of England. So when England needed some help, they thought, well, our men are too lazy. They'll send for them black people and see if they'll help us instead. So, hey, yo, 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 yo. Hey, hey. That's what happened. But every, every country's got racism, man. It doesn't matter what country you're in. Every country, whether it's China, you got Chinese people who hate Chinese people. You got Pakistani people who hate Pakistani people. You got Indian people who hate Indian people. You got look at Nigeria. Look at that massacre that's just happened in Nigeria. No one said nothing about that. No one said nothing about that. What are you saying about that? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna check. You know, actually, I think I did not post something. Farm post... workers killed in an insane Nigeria attack, killed by their own, their own people. You know, their own kin. You know, we're sitting here moaning about white man is white man that. What's, what's going on in the world, man? I'm not making noise about that. How can we not making noise about that? But Nigel, 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 you know black people are cursed already, innit? Look, man, I'm not even going down that road of cursing everything. Man's got, a man has got his own mind. A man has got his own mind. A man has got his own mind. The only thing that confuses a man, I'll tell you what confuses a man, religion. Because what about- you killed these farmers, what? 
are Boko Haram, which is Muslim, and they've killed these people because they were Christian. So right. oh. they're all black. They're all black. I don't know if I agree with you on that because um, the odds are stacked against. If you have a darker skin color, the odds are stacked against just somewhat. So even if you got your own mind, you're talking about if you're in Europe. I'm talking about they're in they're in Nigeria. They're not in Germany. Oh, in Nigeria, Nigeria. I don't. I don't. Actually, uh, Tanya, you know something about that? And you got a friend who lives there in, in Nigeria. Yes. Yes. Um, she, yes. She does. Yes, uh, what did she, she say? What? It was um what she had told me was that it was just. Um, what the news was saying, it was not, it was like overblown. I won't say overblown, but she said it was just a massacre. She said that it was a lot that, well, it was a lot that was happening that the news didn't really talk about either. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, that they didn't talk about. And she said that sometimes where, you know, with us and our news, we never got it. If it had been for her, I would have never known until I saw exactly, it. Exactly. Exactly. Exactly, we we you know we're, we're, these things, and this is the thing, right? They were they were killed by Boko Haram and the Islamic State West Africa insurgent groups. Now, this is religion that split people from their color. This oh, is, is this religion which has taken them. From no, 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 no. Same no. person as me. I'm, I'm going to kill them. Punch right now. I'm going to counterpunch. This is Islam. <laughs> The thing is, I don't know, like I said, I don't know if it's it's not it's got nothing to do with if it's Islam okay. or Christianity or anyone's more. Yeah, than, I don't like, know. You know I really, like, she didn't say anything about the it's not you know, to do with religion. No, no, you know, the thing is, it was done by these Islamic insurgents, so what are they... But it what, sounds what like it's they... more of a... It's always them. All... 110%. It sounds to me like a human problem more than anything. It's not a problem with religion, it's a human problem, and the fact that people would, do not would, like I would, people... I would, I would say both. I would yeah. say both. Both. I would say both. I would say both. The thing is, what gives, what gives one... What gives one person who thinks he's above everybody else because of his religion the right no, to no, kill? No, but what you have to understand, yeah, what you have to understand is they, they, they followed their prophet and their prophet went on crusades where they took over countries. So you talk about the whole of North Africa being um, taken over back in history. You know what I mean? And people being given and saying, yo, you, you, you're, you're, you're Muslim and that's saying If you're not going to be a Muslim, we're going to kill you. Right. That's what the Christians did as well, mate. That's what the white man did. That's what the Christians did. <laughs> That's what the white man did. To, to the native the Africans who they That's said, if you, don't, if you don't follow our religion, then we're going to kill you. So that our religion thing is, wasn't their religion. Well, well, I can, I can counter-push that again and say, <laughs> well, 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 Christ didn't behave like that. Christ didn't behave like that. And in, in order to be a and you're supposed to be Christ-like. So, so if Christ weren't going around killing people, in fact, he was a person, then you Didn't are... Muhammad said the same thing, though? Oh. Muhammad said you shouldn't kill people. Like I said, Muhammad said you shouldn't kill people. Um, and a lot of the Muslim faith... Okay, listen, listen, listen. listen. No? The thing is, what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, though, in terms of what has, what has divided man, what has divided black people in Africa... 
its religion brought into Africa, which didn't start in Africa, and has been used to split Africans up from the fact that they're all the same. No matter what country they go to, they'll get the same stick. But then he'll kill him because he's, he worships a different god. So religion, religion. But it's, it's mainly Nigel. It's mainly the Muslims that are killing anybody. Yeah, mate. It was Christian. It was Christian. It was Christians back in the um, 17th and 18th and 16th and 15th century. It was the white man. He was the white man. If you look at history, yeah, things have never changed. Things have never changed. The thing ever. is, though, right? You're you're saying it's the white man, like, which is fine. Religion, are we a, a, a Christians following? Pardon? Whose religion is, is Christianity? What, what, the, what? the modern the modern uh, form of Christianity. Uh, who who devised it? Listen, who, when, who uh, books, when we look, who rewrote the Bible? Let let, let let when we look when we look when we go when we when we go, when we go <laughs> Nigel Nigel when we go deep into the crystal balls yeah, you know, yeah that the white man has nothing to do with the Bible. If you know, if you know. I stand corrected. Um, sorry, I just want to say I stand corrected. Actually, um, uh, the Prophet Muhammad apparently sanctioned a lot of killing, man, and uh, it's kind of weird. Uh, he didn't actually personally kill anybody, but he was um, definitely all right with it. I stand corrected on that. I didn't know that. So. Nigel, 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 I'm going to open up your eyes, yeah? That Prophet, yeah, the nine-year-old child had sex with her. That's why the Mate, I, 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 I already I already knew that. Like, I already knew that. The thing oh, is, that, that's let me finish. That's, let me finish, Nigel. Why the culture of these people continuously love children? The men love children, and they think it's it's acceptable to molest a child. Okay, so there's there's parts of Africa where the same thing goes on. Huh? The way they will prey on young young girls. And it was like, no. <laughs> all over the world, mate. Happens in Jamaica. Happens in China. Happens in Japan. You know what I mean, that to me, like you know, yeah. religion. That's what I'm saying. Religion. That's what. When you when you got them people preaching about it and saying that yo, it's okay, then it's a culture. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm looking. I'm know. looking at history, and I'm looking at where the splits have appeared, and the splits have always appeared where people have forced their religion on other people. But always so, going to be, always going to be Islam, and that's what they do till this day. I'm, I don't care if it's Islam, or whatever. I don't care. That they're all the same. Hey, till this day, they do till this day, bro. I've seen I don't it know. First. I think I think to, I think to be fair, we have to um, probably uh, we're not qualified to talk about it. To be fair, well, you're probably qualified to talk about the, the Bible, but definitely Islam. Um, none of us are qualified enough. No, to, man, we ain't. But what I'm saying is, when you look, I'm saying when you look at what split man, what has split people from each other, it's been religion. Well, it's definitely there's definitely a, the case for a holy war coming in the, in the future yeah, because of as well, as well and as well nights, not just religion, but different colors. That's what I'm saying. They've used religion in Africa to speak the same colour people up from each other. Yeah, that's definitely a fact. Um, religion but like hasn't I said, started I in think... Africa, but has been brought to Africa and has split the African people up from each other so that they're killing each other with impunity and not caring that it's black killing black. Religion. 
Flex at them. <laughs> so yeah, this this thing in Nigeria, anyway, man. Um, where, it doesn't matter how it started. Well, but, uh, the- what's that? I said, I'm not arguing. Now you should talk the thing. <laughs> it's okay. Anyway, because, this thing in um, yeah. And um, wait, remember um, Boko Haram. Remember Boko yeah, Haram. That's that's it, innit? The faction of Boko Haram, yeah. All them girls, they kidnapped them. All them girls. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And 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 you know because in their religion, I do know that you know if you go into another land and you are allowed to rape the women and the children. And defile them because they're not Muslim if they turn away from Islam. So they was using them their little war mongering kind of things just to do what they was doing. You get me? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I hear all that. But like I say, you go back in time. You know the thing you is, look at, you look at what split people down the middle, and it's really just like every single time. It's happening till this day. Can I can I um, read this sect? Can I read this section here? It says the residents. I'm talk, still talking about Nigeria here and Boko Haram, obviously. Redis, residents didn't identify the faction of Boko Haram that attacked them, but they said the fighters accused them of cooperating with the Nigerian army. Zabamari is in northern eastern Borno, where ISWAP, which is the Islamic State West African Province, is active. So the ISWAP. Is the likely culprit? Is what killed those interviews of spying? So I guess it is some sort of faction, militant faction, um, who's doing the problems. Islam is at I mean, yeah, it's definitely something to do with, yeah, the but the thing is, what's happening with the, the Islam is you got the very peaceful guys. Hold on, hold on, bro. If you look at the history of Sudan. Yeah. Now, what you have to understand, the history of Sudan, yeah, all the Arabs came to North Africa and took over all North Africa. And then when they went down into North Sudan, yeah, they started interbreeding with the, um, the, 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 you know, the Sudanese people, which were black. If you look at a Sudan, um, a Sudanese person, they look different, man. They're mixed with Arab and black. They're mixed up, man. And you can see in them. And there was a massive... There was a massive um, divide happening there where there was, if you look at the history of Sudan, there's been a history of war where the Muslims were killing Christians to the point, yeah, where they had to have South and North Sudan. And it's like a separate kind of country, North and South. And um, I think, I'm not sure, I think that the Christians live down in the South and uh, the Muslims live in the North. But there's been, you know, horrendous things happening there. And you need to look that up, Nigel. Oh, you know about it? Religion. I tell you what, you know what's really sad about this? I tell you what, I tell you what's really sad. You know, the Muslim Islam, Islamic religion was started in Africa. And that's what's really sad. So it was started by black people. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. Definitely. No, it wasn't. Definitely. No, it was yeah. not. No, it, it was? was not. That's a okay, where did it start? Where did it start? Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia? No, <laughs> man. No, dude. Listen to, Listen to me, bro. Listen to me, bro. Listen, listen, listen. It did start in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> you telling me that Mohammed was, was an African? Is that what you're trying Muhammad to say? Mohammed is an African name. Isn't Mohammed? Look, when the Africans left Africa, let me explain to you. When the Africans left Africa, Oh when the Af- you know where the Africans first stop was when they left Africa? 
the Middle East. That was the first Africans that went to the Middle East. Okay, okay. I want somebody, yeah, to go on the computer and it's find... It's in, it's in my... Saudi, Arabia, Saudi Arabia, Mecca. That's Thank where you. Wait, that's where you go and do your pilgrimage. Is that the no, home of the... That, that's that, where that's it started. Islam started in Mecca, in modern-day Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, during the time of the Prophet Muhammad's life. Saudi Arabia. Mate, I've just, I've just sat here and told you that they brought these religions to Africa, and then you turn around and say it was started in Africa. No, Mate, the thing is, it started real? in Africa. No, it started in Africa, left Africa, and came back to Africa to different guys. But then, but no, then, the Christianity. No, Christianity no, comes from the Torah, the Tarot, which is the Torah, which is uh, the Jewish Wayne, book. Wayne, 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 listen. One man started Islam, and that was. The, that was Muhammad. He started it. Not no black man. An Arabian right. started. Yeah. An Arabian started. I swear, guys, guys. You know, this is, this is, this is, hey, this is gonna, you know what? <laughs> uh, sorry, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna trace it back. We're gonna trace it back because I know, I know what from my teaching is that. I'm not sure if um listen the, listen it's original guys. I don't know who told you all that yeah, but whoever told you that is not no teacher, they're a liar. They're a liar. Yeah, what oh, you need no, no, no. to <laughs> before Islam, yeah, in Saudi Arabia there was paganism and it was strife. You understand me? They followed the Persian and the Persian gods. That's what they did. Muhammad came and said, no, 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 he don't go so, and he created this new thing. Okay? No. And by the way, that was 500 years after Christ has been ascended. 500 years after. Okay? You know what we're going to do? You know what I'm going to do for next week? You started me off now. You know, we're always going to prove, you know, always going to win the argument. This week, I concede. I'm going to do a Donald Trump. I'm going to concede. Oh, I'm going to concede because I've actually come across my teachings saying that I don't know if it's Islam in the guise it is now. I don't know if it's the way it looks now, but at some point, it started off in Africa. What you've got to understand, right, and and this this cuts across all your religions anyway, is that these are just teachings written by men. Anyone who sits there says, oh, yeah, these are the words of God or whatever. No, they're not. God didn't sit down at no typewriter and write nothing. These are men. Men's interpretations. You say to your next door neighbour, you've won the lottery and you've won 12 grand. By the time it gets down the bottom of the road, you've won £40,000. You've bought a brand new car. Chinese whispers, interpretations. Remember, the language that the original Bible was written in doesn't even exist anymore. So how do they know what king means in I American, all these things? So... Unless you can break into the Catholic, unless you can break into the Vatican and the cellars and go read those ancient, ancient, ancient real texts. I want to add something to that. Who says who says the first Arabians weren't African though? Because they was in Arabia. Yep. No. No, that's not true, dude. I just I just you know just finished reading the book. Based on the plates. Based on the plates moving I've, over thousands of years, maybe. Possibly. I've just I've just finished a book, um, talk, uh, reading, uh, learned about the history of Africa and Africans, and believe me, they left Africa to go up, and the first places they made it to was the uh, what you would call the Arabic or the Middle East. 
That was the first place I went to. Obviously, if you look at it, Africa's connected straight to the Middle East and it's connected straight to Saudi Arabia and um, Oman and all these places. But that doesn't make your point proven that they started Islam because Islam weren't there until Muhammad. Yeah, but what, how do you know that Muhammad wasn't an African? Uh, Muhammad was not an African. Well, what Muhammad was a Rastafarian, mate. What, what, what colour would he have been back then, though? You, we, we all dispute that Jesus was not the colour that everyone says he is. So why do you yeah, think because, Muhammad would be a European? Was, was born in Saudi Arabia. It's been written... Yeah, but first Saudi Arabia. Have you have you ever been to have you ever been to Dubai or Oman? Have you ever been to Oman yeah, in Dubai? I've been to Dubai. Me, have you seen how have you seen how dark those people are? They're dark, yo, yo, they're darker than me. They're, I'm gonna they're crispy. African though. I'm gonna counterpunch you. We're right all now. African. We're all African. I'm gonna right now. I'm gonna counterpunch you right now. Yeah. Now wait to okay, listen. Yeah. Right. I'm listening. What they used to do back in the day to African people when they started doing the Arab Spring, they used to castrate the black man, right? Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and they used to have black women as concubines, right? And it's yeah. written, look up, blood, looking up, Muhammad had black slaves, yeah? Now you're telling me, yeah, right, that this Arabian, and, and, this, and this is fact, you know, because Arabs, yeah, look at black men as down there. They don't look as a black man equal to them. You're not, we're not equal to them, yeah? Okay, you can join our gang. That's okay, that's cool. That's what we want, but you're not equal to us. Us Arabs, yeah, are, are the, the first. We're the chosen ones. That's how they look at themselves. So don't be trying to put Islam and black people in the same content because it just don't mix. Yeah, but then you would say that we got more... Well, the thing is, though, it does it. because a bunch of them just killed a bunch of farmers in bloody Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this is Yo, this... <laughs> No, what I'm saying is... No, what I'm saying is... Religion. To me... I know this is religion, isn't it? This is religion. religion what I'm mate. saying religion. is... The thing is, we ain't going to win this argument. We shouldn't have even spoke about it, to be fair. But, <laughs> no, I don't know. It, it's you can read and read and read and we can digest and we can that, but we'll never know. But what I do know this is no. five thousand years ago, none of these religions existed, and I bet you black people were killing black people then, other than if it was a tribal thing. Yeah. Your wife, I don't know. No, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, my wife out the village then. I'm gonna, um, <laughs> I'm gonna come back. Hey, hey, Andrew, Sorry, come Tanya. back on that one. Tanya, how are you anyway, honey? Hey, I'm doing fine. Glad to be back. Y'all was in a full yeah, conversation. You, where, you been, where you been hiding, girl? You been counting them votes? Been counting, at... them votes? <laughs> counting them votes? I hurt my leg. I've been, I'm in a cast. So that was another thing. And we uh, now virtual. So in Ohio, we are in the purple. So that means that um, they shut everything back down. Not so much of like work. But schools, education is now virtual um, in most parts of the city. I have been virtual for about, it's going on a month now. Um, mm. I failed and I had um, some calf muscle damage. I feel like a basketball player without playing basketball. I, 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 I did before, <laughs> what, what was you doing? I was at a park for an event and there was some shrubbery and I ended up getting my feet wrapped up in it. And I thought it would heal, but apparently not. So I'm in a cast to opt, um, to December 15th. So I'm in a cast. I've got to stop you there. How the hell 
Was you break dancing? How do you get your foot stuck in trouble? That's my on the stuff. As me saying um, that I fail, that would be a good, you know, a good conversation piece. Like, you know, I was break dancing. I was playing basketball. No, <laughs> I was literally walking, and my feet got caught in the shrubbery. And then no, for man, two man, weeks, man, man. for two weeks, they the doctor kept saying it will, you know, get better. Just ice it in, use heat. No, I had muscle damage. So I'm in a cast from my man, knee man. down to my foot until December the 15th, and just. Um, you know, again, President Biden, no President Biden, and Madam VP Harris. So, just literally, um, the whole month of November, I've been seeing in news, watching, and uh, my some of my parents. Again, I teach Somali children, and I teach African children. So, I've been watching in other states, other countries, just to get a perspective of how they look at us, how the news are. Just like Andrew said. Like our news is so different. Like you don't get the full scope of. It, 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 uh, it's gone quiet, man. It's gone quiet. It has gone quiet since yeah. since, for, since forty five. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love that. It, 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 it's gone. It's gone quiet. All the um, the sniping, the barbing, oh, the right. the, all, all the nastiness has kind of disappeared. Dis dissipated for a bit. So, well, I won't say it's that disappeared, but it's going away because again. All the different, just from what we from the United States and what we're seeing is that all the cases that he had tried. So what it was is that he was trying cases only in the states that he were that he was lagging. But you didn't want you didn't want the the recount votes for the states that you were winning. It was just no, you cannot. It cannot. It has to be fair democracy. Yeah. And you really was taking democracy and you was changing to your own perspective. Yeah. And so finally. You know, um, the Republican Party is now understanding what is happening because now they're being fired. So instead of them waiting until he really is removed from office and he does this tell off, they're now starting to tell off. So, you know, they're now starting to come forth with all this information, which we already knew as the people. We already knew. Yeah, but, but what will he, what will he, will he be prosecuted? Will someone follow the money to see? What benefit he is protected from being? Well, from what I, from what we are hearing and what we're seeing is that I know from what Biden said, he's not going to pardon him, and that was one yeah. of the things that because he's been using the Richard, you know, um, Jimmy Carter and Richard Nixon and how he pardoned him, and Biden said, "No, I will not." Because first of all, you've done treason, you have, you know, um, systematic racism, um, like everything you could ever could think of to a country's democracy you have literally have changed and so Biden has continued to say he's not going to pardon him and so what is going on now we're have I think we're about 48 days left before January the 20th and again with COVID we are at a all-time no we have broken records just and not even in our own states um you know every day um our governor DeWine he's been having um what they call press conferences and talking about COVID and how it's literally our hospitals are at the brink of, they cannot take anyone else. Like they come in and they're going to the ICU. So that was what the call was yesterday when he did the conference, the press conference. It was really saying like, you are foolish if you're not wearing a mask because people in the American are still not wearing a mask. Yes, he doesn't want to shut the city down or even the country down because of what happened back in March. People literally went under. There's no protection for, you know, our 
I won't even say it's not everybody keeps saying the poor and working families. No, it's for anybody. Your money does not matter with COVID. Do you, do you, do you, do you so, know the, prob the, the problem I've got with masks? When um, this first happened in, in March and people have the opportunity to get masks then, and I remember the government actually saying, yeah, uh, we don't want the members of public to get masks um, because we don't want the NHS not to have masks. So it was like a case of, no, no, don't buy anything yet. Let us get our things first. Then they <laughs> said, the masks that you're getting aren't that any good anyway because they've got to be a certain micron oh, particle. So all these masks that people are getting apparently aren't no good anyway unless they've got this filter on and all these other kind the of laboratory testing like things. So it's a, it's, a, it's, it's a placebo, but it's the same placebo that says that we couldn't have in March, April, May, June, there July, when they locked us down. So it's, it's, it's a joke, it's an absolute farce, a real farce, this bloody um, COVID, a real farce. And that, and you and you said a great thing is again, when it happened in March and we all went home for the first time because of COVID, this is why a lot of the constituents in the Republican party and even people who are close to 45 are now speaking out is because if, they were told at the very beginning for the first time. Sorry. What? what Forty five. <laughs> <laughs> That's forty five. I, I, I need to get that. No. In. Why do you call him forty five? Forty five. He he downplayed everything. He continued to downplay. Even now, he downplayed. Even when he got COVID, he downplayed. Like half of the White House had COVID because of forty five. So, and then all the super spreaders and all the events where he was literally saying on the news, saying at any event that he would go to not to wear masks. And this is why now the mayors and, their, and the governors are splitting because they're seeing their cities and their states ravish because yes, of COVID. Yeah. And so now we're understanding that, you know, just like when the President Obama came in, he had this daunting task to change our country. And it's even worse now because, you know, like President Obama said, I gave you a playbook. I gave it to you. If you would have did this, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say we would have not had COVID, but it would have been minimized. You know, just like, you know, we are now superseding other countries like Germany and China who have already been on their second and third wave. We're still, we're in a, in a midst of a first and second and third wave with astronomical, like numbers that are like off the charts where, it's almost to where, like, it will take about two years from when we was listening to um, one um, doctor was saying two years because of how long the COVID has allowed to spread. So this is just things that I've been reading, and you know, like all like for instance, like you know, you're saying you have a vaccine, but we've had cancer and AIDS and you know other exactly 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 like you know so i was thinking the same the same thing today the same thing i was thinking hold on a minute how come right there is no cure still four months five months you know and you want Man. the American people, you want the American people, let's be honest, the African-American people to take this vaccine. I, you know, a lot of constituents and people, I'll just say people that I know, we talked and we had this conversation. It's almost like a modern day Tuskegee, um, you know, Tuskegee, where you, we're going to make it like fake it till you make it. So who's going to pass away? And that's what I look at this COVID, like it was this man-made disease and it, and it really literally went airborne. And it has really changed the way we live. And I won't say the way we live. 
it really has disrupted education. This is for me as being a teacher. Um, it has this. It has almost dismantled the education um, world of how our how we teach, how we um, we learn, how we grow, and you know, like money and things. They come and go. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna have some set off. You got you know, you have insurance to offset things and, and whatever have you. But education, you have children who are now were like now one year already behind, maybe one year or two years. Now you're gonna be two to three years because. Yeah. A lot of our children are not um, equipped with the, you know, the equipment to be online. And it's yeah. not just, a, it's not a race. It is a yeah. culture. And that's yeah. what I want, you know, people, you know, my families and people to know that, you know, they always say African-Americans or color, people of color. No, this is affecting everyone from black, everybody, Bali, everybody, Mexican, everybody. We see it as an, an educator. I see it. It's dismantled. It's almost flattened the education system. Because a lot of our students are not equipped to be online. A lot of parents are not equipped. It almost well, like I mean, there's, 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 part, there's parts of UK where you can't even get speeds of two megabytes. Right. So one, guy, one, one, one guy yes, got quoted. And, yeah. his, his, his farmer, he, he, he approached one of the um, telecom company because he, he could get a grant for £5,000. And they quoted him seventy-five grand to fix broadband to his one house. Like, what? what? So there's lots of places, there's lots of kids. If, you live, if you're rural now and you ain't got good internet, that's it. You've been left behind. Sorry, yep. we can't and help And that's you. how it is here. And that's, yeah. the, you know, we fall through the cracks. And I am a pen pal to a UK third grade class. And when I see their class, they're in class. You know, they don't have no mask. And we talk about that all the time where she was saying that, you know, they're almost over that way. They have come to like uh, conclude, you know, a standstill, not saying that it's over, but it's, you know, it's where we could still, you, like we, you, were at, you, we were in. One of the biggest, the biggest reason why COVID started again, in my opinion, and it was because the kids and the, the students went back. Because if you look at the epicenters of where the, the outbreak started, all those areas had universities. You think the people but should have just stayed away? I don't know what the solution would have been because, like you say, education is really important. But it was obvious that, let's be honest, if, you, if you've ever had kids and your kids right. go to nursery and school, you always have a cold, you always catch something because your kids, the girls will go, ah, oh, my best friend. <laughs> and then they come home and they go, oh, mommy, oh, daddy, I love you. I love you, I love you. So you're like, yeah, man. Yeah. Next thing, you're sneezing. Kids are but, just big germs. That's a question. So, question. What is the solution? Is the solution the vaccine? No. For me, I, I know... I know it's not going to shut down, but everybody keeps saying, you know, that they are going to shut, you know, down for another six to eight weeks. I'm not sure that's going to happen because, again, just our foundation of, you know, currency and money and jobs are at the brink of another de uh, another depression, like back in 2008. So I'm not mm -hmm. sure that's going to happen. But um, only thing I say is that I say wear your mask, even though a lot of them don't, you know, don't have it. You know, I'm sorry, not the N N95. That's the one that has the filter. Have a mask. You know, make sure you wear it when you go out. You know, this is just like the swine flu and the you know and another other pandemics that have happened in the past. You know, I think we have to be conscious. And I think this last year it was blown it was blown up as a hoax 
So now you have to almost recreate a culture that this is serious because you have 45 in administration for almost seven months say it was a hoax, it's not real. Even when he caught it, it was a hoax, it was nothing. I took this quick little vaccine and now I'm cured. And you're now having to reprogram society to understand what it is. You know what I'm saying? Just like back when you get yourself vaccinated, it literally was like, science tells you, you know what I'm saying? Science is telling you. So I feel is, you know, we cannot um, shut down. That's just my personal view because again, people have jobs and work, but to wear your mask, to, you know, again, be mindful of where you're going. And again, again, one of the other problems is we've already been told before the last lockdown about wearing masks. And a lot of people did, but the numbers still went up. So yeah, now, can can I just can I just um talk about you know Tanya t- touched on the base about you know talking about a, a recession and so on and so forth. Has anyone ever looked into the Great Reset? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 obviously, what's going to happen? This this is all a ploy. This is all a plan. You what know, they say, what they say is good. what they say is going to happen. Yeah, you know, for what. You know, just like I said, when it first happened um, and what has came out now is that, you know, like President Obama said, it had been here since 2016 in some type of manner, not really touching the U.S., but that COVID had been out there. And so when he left office, it was like, listen, I'm passing this off to you. And I think, you know, again, 45 administration, you know how you just you think about what five. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't understand. You know I'm saying you don't understand politics and understand what you are as the ruler. So I think a lot of a lot of key um, concepts in ha- holding the highest job in the land went over your head because the way you even got in. So then you put yourself around people who are just yesers and not really understanding, you know, what it is. You know, when I look at President Obama, even. You know, President Biden, they had a history of being in the military, history of dealing with diplomacy. They had, uh, you know, dealing with overseas, dealing with, you know, different things that was really um, a, a constituent when it comes to our our world, our country, and how we, you know, shared and how we disagreed to, to agree. But diplomacy, as I call it, I'm sorry for that, that's the world, but diplomacy. And I think that COVID was really, it got out it got overblown because no one, including them, really kept saying, oh, it's not here, it's not here, and now it's here. And yes, that recess could be, really, it's here because people are losing their job. Again, COVID does not have a face. You can be the most wealthy and you're dying. The most wealthy and you, your money can't save you. You know, there's not one place in this world that you can go. You know, when it was a swine school, everybody went to Germany. Everybody was leaving the country. <laughs> you can leave the country and COVID's there. You know what I'm saying? So there's no hiding. So that's when I look at the COVID. It was not done. And so some of the things that could have been prevented or even at least minimized are now so far gone that it's like, I'm walking into, you know what I'm saying? You walk into a job and you're like, what in the world? Who was this last person working? They ain't done nothing for a year. And that's what you're you're talking about, but you're talking about lies. Lies are literally dying. So now, as I felt with the election, that as a people, it wasn't just this person, this, this, 
Republican or Democrat, it was as a people realize that we had to change democracy so that we can find a solution because if not, more and more people are going to die. They're dying every day. I think they said like 5,000 cases a day. Just in Ohio alone, like we're being one of the highest hit in our city of Columbus because of COVID. And then with Mike DeWine doing some of the things that he has done, it has caused a strain. So that's another thing too. 45 is now uh, in a fluff because the governors and mayors are not under, they're not listening to him anymore. They're doing their own thing to minimize the the carnage and you know, to minimize the death toll that is happening in their state. Not just, you're talking about healthy people going into the hospital and then they're not coming out. And that's what they talked about yesterday where people were coming into the hospital. These are healthy 20, 30, 40 year old people going to the hospital with just similar or, you know, at the beginning stages of COVID and then never leaving, never leaving and literally passing away in one to two weeks. Like I've seen some of my friends who have caught COVID and it was like one day they would show up on Facebook and say, hey, I have COVID. And the next time I would see them, they were in ICU or they had heart damage or they had lung failure. Like it was literally like it was an instant. It was no, you know, and it's just a grace of God to even come back. But just then we talk about the now pre-existing condition. So not even a recovery, but just think about you now becoming a pre-existing condition because you still have those symptoms and you still systematic even after it's over. So now a lot of people are now getting re-affected after they've had it. So it's just, I don't know what solution. I just know that there has to be something and it's gonna start from our government now taking the place in what needs to be done. You know what I'm saying? What needs to do? What, what are the other countries doing to minimize COVID? And working with those other countries so that we can find you know, it might not never be a cure. I don't know. But how Tanya. do we minimize it so that we can live in some type of way that we're not where we're at now? But Tanya, they're already turning around and saying that there's a solution. They're saying that there's a vaccine. They're saying that we can go back to normal life. They're saying that this is the cure. They're saying that this is the way. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? And yeah. you know what? Hearing what you're saying right about now, I sense great fear in you. So it's all pointing down to those that are scared. You're going to take the vaccine. Yeah. And, and that's where a lot of, you know, a lot of the jobs are even saying that like we've been, I've just been watching a lot more news and a lot more world news. And what they're saying, like, will this be mandatory for you to keep your job? Will it be mandatory it, for your kids to go to it, school? You know, so a lot of how you yeah. It will be because you describe it as people are dying, people are getting it again, people having um, issues after they've had it. You're 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 speaking from the the fear of what this virus is about. So here comes fear, and here comes the right. solution. Yeah. So now everyone's and, and, that, and that's what was placed in this world was fear. And that's what we always can say. And for me, it is like faith over fear. Continue to do you know and put your faith in your you know and who you honor and who you believe in. But yeah, I, you know, when you yeah, talk no, to COVID, it's you know such what? a subject. You know, this is a great, yeah, this is a great subject. Let's um, leave it there yeah. for this week. Let's, uh, we can continue talking about this next week when we get some new information. Obviously, we're all yeah, in lockdown. We're gonna get some, yeah. yeah, we're going to get something new anyway. So uh, we're more along the road. It's been a great show, guys. Feel a lot of arguments. A lot of disagreements, a lot of a lot of flipping, putting <laughs> me in my place. Yeah, yeah, it's good to have you back, Tonya. And you know what? 
I'm coming for you, Andrew. You know when I say this, I'm coming for you, innit? You're next. I came for Nigel last week, and I'm coming for you next, Andrew. Watch. I always win. You don't always win. You I always won against you last week. Yeah, I'm going to win, win against last week. Andrew, make sure you turn up. Turn up. Send me some lame pictures, <laughs> He-Man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guys, good night, man. Good night. See you later. Bye-bye.